Boom. Oh, I'll cut that first part off. Hey, everybody, it's Dan Greer. I'm here with Adam, and we're leading from the middle of the pack. We're up in Provo, Utah. Just got done with this awesome business accelerator that was put on by Kevin O'Leary. So sorry I don't have my hat on. It's like out in the car. Um, he actually wasn't here. Don't let him fool you. It was just something he sponsored. But anyways, I was like, hey, Adam, you want to do a podcast? And he was like, no, no way, Jose. I'm not doing that crap with you. No, he's like, yeah, totally, Dan. And so we're here, and we got some, like, awesome fruit pictures behind us. And this, this like, podcast slash vlog is going to go up. So if you're listening to this, you probably want to go check out the video. It's going to be posted on, I don't even know how to say it. It's like Vimo or something like that because YouTube, like, lost my channel. So I'm like, what the heck? So I do it on Vimo, and then I repost to YouTube later on my personal one. So you can check it out. The Real Dan Greer. Um, you can go check us out at Clips DOT. And I'm going to post this stuff on, on like Facebook and social media and stuff like that. So we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about uh, right after the theme song. All right. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us? to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Hey guys, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. Don't stress about us. I'm kind of ugly. It's a good thing Adam's here to like keep us going. But I got some news for you. I got like Topo Chico here. It's like... I don't know, I should be making money off this crap for these guys because I drink so much of this carbonated water, it's unreal. Anyways, we were just chatting about it and we were like, hey, what should we talk about? And Adam's like, dude, you're an idiot. We just finished the business accelerator. We should chat about some of the stuff we learned. Yeah. So I was like, score, let's chat about some of the stuff we learned. So Adam's got some notes out because he's like an A-plus student and mine are like on my phone. <laughs> I am an A-plus student now. Was not before. <laughs> Mine are on my phone. We're using my phone to record this. So if you want to know why the video is so good, it's because of my phone. Anyway, so first thing we want to chat a little bit about is like, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, we went through this, like what they call it, it's like fine mojo or some crap like that today. Uh, it was like some yes. kind of personality assessment thing. Yep. So, uh, it was an assessment, but uh, it was unique for sure. Definitely uh, steering. Dude, it was like crazy. So you went through and you answered like a hundred questions. It was like, findmojo.com or some crap like that. I don't know what it was. But like you had to go through and you had to answer 100 questions and it said, in the end, it told you like are, what your drivers are, what you are, are you a thinker, are you an achiever, are you um, a caregiver, are you all that. There's like a whole bunch of different crap that you go into though. And then it gives you like a whole bunch of stuff and you, was it like 22, 24, something like that? 23 motivators. See, he listens better than I do anyways. That's why I've got like experts here with me. So there was like 23 motivators and they were like pressure and service and like family and money and um, I don't know, what's one of the higher ones we got there? Purpose uh, yeah. and like service. And I already said service too. Oh. Like autonomy. I thought that was like automating stuff and Adam's like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's not what it is. And then I found it because I like rated, like rated super high for me and I was like, what the heck? Like, of course I love automating things. We built like dot docs and all this other stuff. Like automation is awesome. But no, it's not. Autonomy is not automating. Just so you guys are like aware, okay? So anyways, like we went through this and it, we found out that like we were kind of similar. Like I'm considered a thinker through this module and Adam's considered a thinker. But like 
Yeah, he's kind of a wuss because like there's a whole bunch of green bars and his like aren't all maxed out. Like mine are like all maxed out and his are like ah, kind of a little more. Yeah, you're over there like trying to tip the top of the scale and I'm like, well, I don't know how I feel about myself yet. So. It worked out. It, it was fun though. It's like we found out a lot of things about ourselves. Um, one of the things that was actually really shocking for me as we went through there's like I kind of thought you know being being a business doing what I do. Um, what, have like these big, huge goals and aspirations and dreams. I really thought that like money was going to be high on my list. But like when I looked at my money, it was it was number twenty three of twenty three, and it was like no green in the bar at all. Like they've got a progress bar that fills up, right? And like the more you are, the fuller it is. So like service was like full, and like I don't, I don't know. There's a couple, I'd have to pull it up and look at it. But there's like a whole bunch of them like full, but money is like nothing. Same for me. It was it was number twenty two for me, and uh, which is weird because I'm extremely money motivated, right? Like you would think, but but then then like they started to explain a little bit, and that kind of shocked me. Whenever they explained, they're like, well, really, the people who score really high on money, they're the people who are really driven to go out and make a ton of money. But it's all about money. It's not about service. It's not about clients. It's not about you know learning or anything like that. It's just about making money. And I was like, oh, that makes a bit more sense because like. Money is a byproduct to me whenever I look at this. And like when you get into this leadership world, when you start moving moving through this level, you kind of find out like as, as you and I know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, finances and funds and stuff like that this week. Like there's a lot of stress that comes with this as well as like a leader and being a business owner and, and um, like managing a business as well. And so I think you kind of get better at like dealing with it, right? And, and I kind of laugh because I went to Funnel Hacking Live last year. Um, Russell Brunson's big event. He does it like once a year. If you're into marketing, an awesome event to go to. I, it's like something I've been through the last couple of years and it's absolutely phenomenal to learn from. Uh, he brings like, it's four day event. He brings a ton of speakers on and just dissect the event. Like I, I do it. I, I go I go to events for weird things. Adam took notes on the event. I take notes like about <laughs> the event, how to make it better, what I want to do, what I want to mirror, how the speakers made me feel. And so like we, we were here for the same reason, but like two different reasons. Yeah, but, yeah, one in the same. Um, anyways I forgot where I was going with this we were talking about something but it was like money well, low on the list I, honestly yeah, yeah. I had a hard time uh, and hard time even saying this out loud but for me the lowest motivator on the list was family which really kind of hurt uh, oh, you yeah, know? Yeah, see it, and, but then once again like Dan said once we started talking about it everything I do is for the success of my family but really uh, it's not the family that I'm concerned about. It's about getting the job done and doing the job correctly and to the best of my ability. That's truly what, uh, what motivates me. And that's why like, you know, the motivators that were top for me were things like uh, challenge, creativity, impact, and those, those big things that have to do with doing a good job. And we're not going to talk about where family was on my list because my wife listens to these and I don't want my queen mad at me or like ready to kill me. So we're not going to go there. Mine my was wife not last to, on the list. So, okay. um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be, good thing I work at a lumberyard. I'll be building a doghouse. <laughs> we'll be, we don't get home till tomorrow. Well, he doesn't get home till the next day. I get yeah. home tomorrow. But anyways, so like that was one of the things that was really interesting. Like when we talk about like how you motivate people and stuff like that, it kind of got me thinking. And one of the conversations that we had afterwards was, uh, it was a little bit different because we came back and we were kind of talking a little bit about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, man, like I kind of agree with this, but I don't really agree with this. I'm a huge fan of DISC and like DISC, the personality assessment, the profile, whatever you want to call it. I thought that like I get a ton of information from DISC. And I actually, one of the things that I do is, is like whenever you're going to go to work for me, or I should say with me, I came out wrong. Sorry. 
when you're going to go to work with me, one of the things that I really realized and what we make everybody do that came out wrong as well, what we have everybody do, I'm not good with words, I'm super high D, I just get stuff done. Anyways, um, what we have everybody do is you got to like fill out a disc profile, a disc assessment before you go through and that allows us to see whether you're going to be a good fit for that position because we've actually broke down what each position is and like how to work that and, and what it is like. Is, is this a high D position? Is this a high C position? Like, do we really need you to pay really close attention to detail or do we need you to be like a bull and just drive through everything? And so um, one of the things that we kind of chatted a little bit about was how the two assessments are different. And then, then we got hooked into love languages and crap like that. And so, you know, we're kind of like squirrels. You don't know what's going to happen next. So this is going to be like an awesome podcast, just so you know, because you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, no agenda, so it's uh, it's headed for uh, headed for the best. Dude, none of my podcasts have agenda, bro. Have you not figured that out yet? It's like I swear, the more comfortable I get, the it's like more squirrels that come up, and I think people love it or they hate it. And if they hate it, they're not going to listen. So I should tell you right now, if you don't like this podcast, what are you doing listening to this? Like, just shut it off. It's all good. Yeah, squirrel side note here. Uh, yeah, we we're just talking about. Uh, all these apps and things that we learned and everything. And one of them is this app that can help you speak better. And I was like, Oh, that sounds so cool. And Dan over here was like, <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> man, that's just the differences in uh, personality. Don't lie. It's a teleprompter. You put your script in, it makes it go up through your screen. So you can look right into the screen and read it. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a quick video on IFTA and see if it works. So if you want to see if that is, go back to like TikTok or Instagram and find the video on IFTA because that was not scripted. It was not using the teleprompter. I really should do the next one with the teleprompter and see if it actually works for me. But like, it was a really cool program. It was free. It was like teleprompter yeah. or something like that. And it just like you type in the script and it scroll after you hit record, it scrolls up and you read it just like a teleprompter. And it's actually pretty cool. But like, you know. Getting the right tools makes a big difference. I, I will say that. Like, that's the yes. big thing I've learned. Yes. So. Uh, man, if you wanted to go down a wormhole on tools, that's that's a wormhole. Well, there's a lot of tools. We're not going to go there. <laughs> let's let's talk about a few of the other things we did. So, so like this. You're going to need to leave now? <laughs> right? I know. This event was put on by Tax Hive and Law Hive and Connected and Business Accelerator. Yeah, no. There was some marketing agency there. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, but my one like connected is is uh, automated. See, automated, autonomous, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was an automated uh, like LinkedIn messaging connection finding tool that you could use. It would automatically send a message and come back and help people and help it like sends out messages and you can automate how it works. And if they answer to a message, then you respond back personally. If they don't, then it sends out another message, another message, another message, and then eventually it can like. If you upgrade and do the high version, it can text them or email them as well to be like, hey, I found you on LinkedIn. Boom. This is what you want to do. It gives you like a thousand or something like that, whatever it was. It was kind of interesting the way it worked. I thought that it had a lot of validity behind it, but I also sit there and I was like, man, I get spammed so much with messages on LinkedIn that like I don't even look at my LinkedIn messages anymore. I have a huge LinkedIn following. I have like almost 19,000 followers on LinkedIn. Hey, find me on LinkedIn and follow me and like me because I'm like shooting to get a hundred thousand followers this year. And I'd love to like blow that goal out of the water. So like find me somewhere and follow me. Uh, Sorry. I've already done it. Squirrel. <laughs> Told you there's squirrels, but like we, we picked up a lot from that, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely picked up a lot. That connected stuff was cool. Uh, lots of good pieces about, you know, how to, how do you more 
better utilize, uh, you know, LinkedIn as a whole. You know, the service seems really cool, yeah. uh, super beneficial, uh, but once you get down to the root of it, it's it's kind of kind of uh, spammy. I had to laugh because the dude today, like we were listening to a guy today, it was he did his pitch, he gave you the price, he did all that crap like that in there, and, and it was like, well, the price isn't that atrocious, right? But then then he goes, yeah. You never have to look at your LinkedIn inbox again. It's so full of spam and crap. And it's like... <laughs> the whole point is to send messages like, to people's LinkedIn box. Yeah. And huh. you're telling us we never have to look in there again because it's full of spam and crap. Like, I get it. I understand what you're doing. But I was like, man, this is, like, stupid. <laughs> but, again, you know, I can see automating the service to make yes. it happen. Because yep. if it can automatically go out and find connections that you're already connected with and send a message that's semi-personalized to him like it makes a lot of sense yeah. but and I'm I mean, kind of a personal guy I like to send those messages at the myself. end of the day we're all super busy and it's mm-hmm. it's definitely really important to be able to find automations that are able to work for us 100%. And, and you know I mean th- nobody loses in that situation honestly like if you know if it brings value to the customer and you're able to close that customer on a sale that's all that counts because none of us are selling products that people don't need. We're all here to just help people and the products we sell, we believe in. So, you know, if, if there's some automation out there that can help us better connect with customers, certainly it's worth it. Um, it's not just customers, it's people. And, and I'm going to throw yes, the truck in reverse yes. and back up over you for a second. Okay. Cause it's not just about closing the deal either. Like I want no. you guys to realize that like when it comes to being a leader, when it comes to being in business, it's all about providing a service. And that's what Adam means by like closing the deal. I just don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, man, but well, I can't believe you just think about closing it. Well, it's not about closing the deal. It's about how you provide service. So like, I, I'm going to be, shh, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Don't tell Adam, okay? He's one of our customers for Eclipse DOT. And like we brought him to this so that we could like be a better customer because we're serving him, right? Like that's what it is. Okay, you're going to plug your ears down, bro. But you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, it's all about service. It's not about closing a deal on anything. It's about how do you serve somebody more? How do you serve? Yep. And if you go to business, if you go to leadership with a servant mindset, it's going to be huge. And, and like, I'm not going to get real biblical on you here. Biblica? Biblical on you here. But, like, if you go biblical on this, it talks all about, like, the servant attitude. And all the beatitudes that Christ talks about is all about, like, serving others and that kind of stuff. And, and you know, me like Tony Robbins... You know, attitude is gratitude. He talks about having an attitude of gratitude. And when you get to like Russell Brunson and Dean Graziosi and anybody you talk to that's successful, they talk about how they serve others. Now, it's not about how they get more money. It's not about anything else. It's about how they empower others to make better decisions. And as leaders, that's what we're kind of after. And making those connections is one way to empower others. Because guess what? If I put out one, like, I don't know, do y'all follow me? Have I told you to follow me yet? If you don't follow me, you should go follow me, okay? I follow you, Dan. But, like, I put out posts every single day that that are packed, jam-packed with content, and they don't sell anything, right? Right. right. But it still closes deals every single day because of that. You're, Be- bringing, you're bringing them value in yeah. and opening the door to the relationship, and that's that's really, that at the end of the day, that's what we're all after in this world is positive relationships. Oh, 100%. So... We're going we're gonna to like pause here for two seconds because I want to give you guys a quick rundown on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a business network. It's one of the biggest business networks there is right now in the world. There's like 800 million users or something like that on LinkedIn. Who knows that number's real? That's just what they told us. We don't know. Man. I haven't done the research. But anyways, my point is, is like there's a few key things that you need to know. You want to make sure that your profile's up to date. 
And you want to make sure that you have emojis, not in your name, okay, but no. in your description. Yeah, in the description. Lots of this, lots of emoji, like not like just emoji after emoji after emoji, but like emojis in your description. You want to make sure that you've got emojis that your that your description is good. It's more than just a sentence long. Don't be like, I'm Dan. That's my description. No, if if you want to go look at like, and and I, uh, this sounds cocky. It's not cocky. It just I've invested a lot into this kind of stuff. I've taken a lot of time to do it. If you want to see some stuff that's really good, um, Adam Hirschberg's is a great one to look at. His banner is like top notch. It fits what he's doing. It's molded good with it. His profile picture, eh, you know, well, I, we did the best you could do with it, right? No, I'm kidding. It's it's actually really good. If you want to get into looking like descriptions and stuff like that, my description is like phenomenal. You can go look at Eclipse DOT's description, and and um, you know, you've got some really cool tools that you can use. And, and I'm not going to share those tools with you right now because I'm kind of a bum. I'm going to make you like reach out to me personally and ask for those tools. But I've got some really wicked cool tools that'll help you like write your personality, your like your profile based on what you've done on social media in the past and stuff like that. Just stuff that's already online. I can help get that done for you in like no time at all with some tools. Now you're going to have to read it and you're going to have to like critique it and stuff. But you should reach out to me if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I'd be happy to help you with it. That's part of what I do for people. Just serve right like that's what we do so the other thing is they sure should make a video i haven't done this shit on my profile but by the time yeah. you watch this it'll probably be there because this isn't going to come out till like may or something and it's gonna be like what it took forever for this to get out but he knows how that works i like to be prepared anyways my point is is like if you you can add a video to it it's super simple you go to your profile you add a video to it you just do a quick little selfie 10 to 15 seconds 5 to 15 seconds not super long you're not looking for like a five minute intro you're not looking for a podcast no. you're not gonna see me uploading any of this crap here but it's just like explaining, you know, what you want them to see. Don't make it like an elevator pitch either. Just be like, hey, it's Dan. I'm stoked you're here. Right? And look at the camera. Don't look at it. <laughs> Sweet. Do you have any other tips on it, man? Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, some of the other tips, you know, uh, I I'm going to give away this, this one, which oh, actually has God. nothing to do with the profile. But this was actually really cool that I uh, wasn't fully aware of. Okay. Uh, but the, the, the search. Oh, yeah. Option, the and or man, and that was cool. Yeah. So um, if you put, when you're searching for someone, if you want to search for, uh, like they showed us, they were searching for CEO or a president. So you put CEO in quotations, and then you put OR in all caps, O-R, and then PRESIDENT in quotation marks, and it's going to search for both of those. It'll give everybody who's got the title, and then you narrow yep. it by like connections, and city, and location, and stuff like yeah, that. Narrow it's it all down. Cool. Yep. You can even have like DOT compliance, guys. So like if you're looking for like a DOT compliance guru, you can type in like Dan Greer. Oh, I mean DOT compliance, right? Or whatever you want in there, like leader, or whatever, right? If you're looking for lumber companies, you can type in like lumber, and and... Like you said, you said the industry is like lumber or trades or whatever is in there. I don't, I don't think lumber is an industry, but you know what I mean. Like building products, yeah, whatever they yeah. call it. I don't yeah. know what it is, and I struggle with industries. But anyways, that was like one of the things that we learned. It was super cool. That was pretty awesome. So I encourage you to go check out Adam's LinkedIn profile. Follow him, print him. He's not as cool as me. He doesn't have as many followers. So give him some love. I'm kidding. Not really. Anyways, anyway, it's all good. Like, like check us out. Because if you check out both of them, what's the worst that's going to happen when you when you invite somebody to be your buddy, right? Like, we're going to say no. They're not going to respond to it for six months. Like, that's like the worst that could happen. Don't send me a LinkedIn message. <laughs> I, <am not> <laughs> I, I agree the whole thing, man. You know, one of the other things that they talked about in here that was super cool that, that we're kind of getting in the weeds a little bit. 
but it's something that I've already started, something we already kind of know a little bit about, but it's like creating a holding company for the assets you have and then uh, creating LLCs underneath that holding company. So you could have like a holding company that separates you from it and then you could have LLCs that separate it from the holding company depending on what you're owning. And so it gives you another layer of protection, which I thought was pretty cool. And, and I, I just kind of want to talk about it a little bit right now because it's we're not going to dive deep into this, it's, it, but it is for people who, who are like, moving up to that level of success in their life that where they have some extra stuff that they need to protect and they want to make sure that your family's protected and stuff like that. I'm not getting into the legal aspects of it, but I thought that it was pretty fun to learn. No, I think, I think, and you know, they made a really important point with that is, uh, you know, everybody thinks that you need to protect your assets once you, uh, you get older, but really, uh, you, you know, when is your uh, life in the most fragile, uh, position where it can be kind of messed with the most is when you're young and you're building up your, your family and everything like that. So that was the biggest point that I got from that was really just, Hey, if there's a time to, to get your, get your stuff, uh, properly covered and protected, there's no better time than now. Dude, you want to know what I got away from that whole conversation with that guy? It was that people in the United States think there's three ways to get rich. Oh man, I couldn't believe this. Inheritance, winning the lottery, or winning a lawsuit. That's the three ways they think to get rich. The majority of the people, like Family Feud Survey says, South Tariff, you know what I mean? Nobody thought, I'm going to start a business and serve people. They're like, work? no. Hard? Hard work? Like, I'm going to sue somebody. That's how I'm going to win. Daddy's going to die and give me all his money. That's how I'm going to be rich. Oh. Or the lottery ticket. Yeah, the lottery the ticket. One. Yeah, and you got, I think you got like a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice yeah, than winning yeah. the lottery, something like that. So it's like, that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we learned a lot throughout this. And, and what I want to do is like, I, I just like... We've done a lot so far and we're covering a lot, but I want to pause for a second. I just want to say like, if you get the opportunity to invest in yourself, I know that it's not easy. I know that it's not cheap. Like you, you got to understand, like I lost out on, on, um, but we flew up here Sunday afternoon, right? Because weather was bad Monday and we've been up here uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to fly out tomorrow, but like, it's not that I've lost out on work by being up here, but, but I lost out on family time. So that's a personal sacrifice that we mm -hmm. both made to yeah, be up here yeah. to invest in ourselves. It's because we both took time away from our wives and our kids. And my wife, thank God, she's so understanding and just absolutely awesome because she like supports me through all this stuff and all my craziness. And she's going to laugh at these fruit pictures. But anyways, she's going to be like, wow, that's so good. At least they're orange. They're your colors, <laughs> right? <laughs> Slap a DOT, DOT sticker on there. Well, maybe they're kind of red. Shh, don't tell anybody. But like, <laughs> but like, if you get the opportunity to invest in yourself, invest in yourself. Because you also got to remember, like, this accelerator wasn't free. It costs money to come to. It costs money to be up here. It costs mm -hmm. gas money to get up here. Whether we drove or flew, it didn't matter. We did fly, so check out the videos on that. There's some pretty wicked cool videos of the flight up here. And then, and then the time we lose away from work as well, because like, you got to remember that somebody like, like somebody that's in. Somebody that's in a leadership role, when you lose time away from work, when you lose time away from the office, when you're not 100% readily available, pounding it out, busting it hard, you're losing a lot of productivity. And, and that's really hard, but it's not possible if you don't have either people who are motivated at home that you've empowered to continue to keep working like you do with your place, and, or like us too, right? Like I motivate people to keep going and I keep them motivated. That way they can they can do for like that's my job as a leader is to help empower others to grow and to get there and like give them the ability and and the free reign to be like i trust you to do this while i'm doing this and, and um 
don't know, it's kind of stressful to, to invest in yourself sometimes, but well, and I think Always you know, take a, a big, you know, big thing for me, just like you, I, I was out of the office all week, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I was away from my team, and uh, I didn't get everything done that I probably needed to get done this week. But on the flip side of it, I mean, just uh, just if I were to look at the content that we got out of this business accelerator that we were in, mm-hmm. definitely I would say it's worth it. Never mind the fact that I mean, here I am. Dan and I getting a spitball back and forth and, uh, you know, that, that sort of, uh, ability to bounce ideas off your peers is super important. And if you were to say, Hey, you know, like I'm going to go spitball with my buddy instead of doing work, that sounds like a horrible idea, but the, the value that's going to come out of that, that, that conversation is huge. And you may not realize that value until after the fact. Of course, don't get me wrong. We could have come here and wasted a bunch of time too. Well, we could have totally came here and not went to the accelerator. We could have not really invested in ourselves, went and screwed around Provo and Salt Lake and did a bunch of stuff and flew to Reno. But we're doers. But like, yeah, we're we're committed to make it better, right? So that's also what sets you apart is like when you go to these events, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. When when you take the chance to invest in yourself, get out of your comfort zone is big. Y'all heard me talk about that a ton. It's like, your comfort zone is the worst place in the world to be. I kind of laugh because I'm, I'm just going to like throw my brother under the bus here. So get ready for like the wheels to thump over you. But we were having a conversation. It was like back at Christmas. And I looked at him and I was like, man, it's been so long since I've been in my comfort zone. I don't even know where it is anymore. And he's like, dude, I hate getting out of my comfort zone. I'm like I live in it. I love it. Like it's where I want to go. And he just wants to go to work every day and be in his comfort zone and, co- and do his work and come home. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you're happy with that because me, I'm like, no freaking way. Like, mm-hmm. he, man, I, 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 I kind of laugh because it's like we were talking about how like what what's happened over the last year. And, and I told Adam, I said, yeah, we brought Gary Chapman into Durango. That was last year. Oh, my God. That was last year. Like. Maybe it's two years ago. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. Like yeah. that, that me and Jenna brought Gary Chapman, the author of the Five Love Languages, in Durango, and it's like, man, I can't believe it's only been a year since that happened. It's it's amazing what you right? can achieve uh, when you're you know, moving when forward. You're, when you're, yeah, you're willing to push forward and just and constantly. You know, I think the biggest thing is it's like you don't need to achieve greatness all the time. No. You just have to move well, forward. I do. I have to achieve greatness constantly, but. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So the other thing that like I really wanted to just end on because we're running a little long, but it's like so exciting when you're with somebody else and you're chatting and having fun and it's not scripted and there's nothing like to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a script guy. My my uh, we did, I did one act. There's plays. no teleprompter. Dude, here, guys. did you know that I, I did one act plays as a kid? So whenever I was younger, <laughs> we used to do like one act plays, thirty minute plays, right? And like. Man, they hated me. The, the directors, well, my mom was a director, so she didn't hate me. <laughs> but she didn't love me either, right, when it came to that kind of stuff. Well, I shouldn't say that either. But, uh, but like, I, I remember we did this one play, and it, it cracked me up because we actually made it all the way to State Fair. It was through 4-H. We made it to State Fair with this play. And and we got ready to leave, and Mom's like, there was this one stuffed animal that was, that was the main part of this play. It literally, like, 20 minutes of a 30-minute play hinged around this stuffed animal. And, uh, and she goes, hey, did you get that stuffed animal? I was like, yeah, it's in a trunk. Okay. And uh, we get up there, and we unloaded everything, got it ready to go for the play. It was on the back, went screwed around the fairground, spent some time there. 
had a lot of fun. The next day we got ready to go to the play. We got in there, we did the play. I go to the right side of the stage where it's supposed to be. I go, like, we're five minutes into this play, right? And I'm, I'm like one of the main characters. And, and we go to the right side of the stage and I'm like, where's, where's it at? And he's like two people on stage and they're like ad-libbing galore, trying to like keep up with where we're at on without this friggin' stuffed bear or whatever crap it was. And I come back and I'm this nerd, right? So I come back and I'm like, I'm gonna go to the other side here and see if it's over there. And uh, I think I left it in the kitchen, not in my bedroom, hold on. And so like I go over there and I'm like tearing the stage apart. And my poor mom's in the back like, what's going on? I'm like, there's no bear. Where's it at? And she's like, I don't know, did you get it here? I was like, gosh, I hope so. But I, I don't, yeah, right? I'm 12, not that you're Fourteen years old, or fifteen, or sixteen, or however old I was, right? Like, I got teenagers. Nothing's their fault. But anyways, my point is, is like we started doing this. We go back up. Twenty minutes of this play. There were six of us, and we carried in. We ad libbed the whole thing. The judge had a book, right? So the judge is sitting there reading a book, and after like that five minutes, she takes the book and she throws it behind her. <laughs> she just sits back and watches the play and enjoys it. I did another one, and the director got so pissed off because I wanted to ad lib. Like I didn't. I hate memorizing lines. I, I hate bureaucracy and having to do what somebody else makes me do. And so she was like, "She's like, Dan, you can't have a leading role in this play because you can't memorize the parts." I was like, well, "I got to memorize. I just don't want to say them." But my point is, is like you've got to like enjoy your life and you've got you've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and have some fun with it i don't have no idea where that started i have no idea where you were going with that one i don't know what we started on but yeah i mean uh yeah don't don't be scared to uh like put yourself out yeah put it out there you you've got to put yourself out there you got to be vulnerable uh in order to uh realize success you've got to fail you can't be afraid that's where i was going that whole time you can't be afraid to fail so one of the things that i've been doing since we've been up here oh my gosh i've been failing constantly (laughs) no no actually you didn't because you came back around it so success success at last you only fail when you quit right right so so like one of the things that I've been doing this week is we're getting ready to do DOT pro class, like me personally, me and my team. And so I like before I've hired a marketing agency to do this and their advertising has never gotten what it wanted. I've been spending like a lot of money on advertising. I was like, man, I can't do that anymore. This, this hurts when I have to pay this credit card bill at the end of the month. And so like, I, I was like, man, I'm going to do this myself and see what I can do. And so I started doing some experimenting and like how many times have I changed the ads since we've been here, so we've been here. So I started these ads on on Monday morning. Adam was sleeping because he's like a bum and he likes to get, stay up late and get work done while everybody's sleeping. And I'm like getting up early and doing stuff where he's sleeping. It's not really a bum. He just does things different than me, so it's wrong. Opposite schedule. It's wrong. Don't yeah. let him fool you. It's wrong to not be on my schedule. So <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, but like, how many times do you think I've changed ads? Like the creatives in the ads, and the verbiage in the ads, and, the, and like the landing pages where they go to to sign up for. Uh, quite a bit. Like every day. However, I do want to bring up that you only change one thing at a time. Yeah, I don't go do like a whole makeover. It's like, okay, I'm going to change a creative. Because that's, that's an important piece of what you do. I think it is crazy. Like, you know, you do a lot of changes, but uh, never changing too much because you've got to be able to monitor the change. Well, yeah, so, so like we were looking at it and, and so I've been going through like the creatives and stuff like that. And so, so far I've spent um, like $42 on advertising on this ad and we've made like 7,000, um, 8,000 impressions, 7,000 unique impressions, well, 8,500. And we've had like a hundred clicks, but we've only had like 
four or five conversions out of those 100 clicks. And so I look at that and I go, okay, how can I fix this? How can I make it better? And like, as a leader, as a person, and I know you're sitting there like, Dan, I don't do advertising. I don't understand this. I don't get like what you're talking about. But think about this. As a leader and a person, if something's not going right, and you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and you expect different results, I think it was Einstein. He defines that as a definition of insanity. Yes. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And like, my key is, is and, and Adam brings up a really great point, is you don't go in and you don't go be like, boom, I'm going to be a different person. Right? You go in and you go, I'm going to change this one aspect of how I deal with these people to see if it works better. I'm going to change this one aspect in this ad. I'm going to change this one aspect in how I talk. I'm going to change this one aspect in how I advertise. I'm going to change this one aspect in how I do this to see if it makes my life easier. And if it works, then keep doing it. And, and uh, important is the to see if it works. And oh, yeah. I think and that circling back to this whole business accelerator that we were in talked a lot about marketing and when they talk about marketing, they talk about trackable uh, sort of campaigns and stuff like that and making sure that no matter what you're doing, you're able to track that. And I think that's super important even in uh, your personal life and leadership. It's like, hey, if you're going to make a change, you have to be conscious of what that change is and then watch how, how that affects your, your life and, and whatnot. Because if, if you're not paying attention to the things that you do in your life, you're, you're, you're going to change to be a person that maybe you don't want to be. And, so, yeah, uh, I, I think, I think that's, that's 100% true. Like, you got to go through and keep on track, and, and that's why you're making small changes and, and kind of documenting what you're doing as you go through it. You can't expect, like, a brand-new clean slate every single time something happens. And, and But, but like, a, a great example of this is, is, um, <clears throat> is I, I never fight with my wife. We're perfect. Our relationship is beautiful, just like she is, and we never have any arguments or bicker, bickering or anything like that, but, like, if she gets aggravated with me and I don't change anything time and time again, do you think she's going to continue to get aggravated with me? Yeah. Right? Like 100%. And But if I go in and I know that she's getting aggravated with me because I don't sweep the floors and I start sweeping the floors once in a while, it's it makes a big difference, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of like, that's that, that's that changing one small variable. As a leader, you do the same thing. If you're dealing with somebody and, and maybe they're not quite something's wrong, maybe maybe they're not up to standards, maybe they're not performing to what you need them to perform to, you can't come in and, and like holler at them and yell at them and be like, oh, I'm going to motivate you. Right, that's not going to work. You got to go in, you know, and, and say, hey, what's one thing we can tweak to make this better? And then try it again and then try it right. again and try it again until you finally get it right because when you get it right, it's going to be like, right? I don't know. One more time. Right? That's what it's going to be like. And it's going to be awesome when it's like that because then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, everybody around me is so successful. Everybody around me is killing it. And then I'm killing it. And then I feel great about what's going on. But if we don't make those minor changes in life, if we don't make those tweaks, then we never know what that's going to be like. Man, did you have any idea this podcast was going to go there? No, I didn't know it was going here. And uh, then, like, I mean, yeah, a minor win. Minor wins are super important, honestly, in my opinion. I think a minor minor win or a minor change that's positive is even bigger than something that's – or more important than something that's bigger. Uh, You know, I mean, when you're struggling to make change that's positive, sometimes it's just the, the littlest thing that you have to change. And you notice the positive effect of that, and that will start you down the path of the wins. It's uh, I, I got that. So we'll he got it from John Will Willing. You know, uh, I mean, if 
There is no there is no win or lose, win or die. And if you can't get a big win, then just go find a little win and uh, and, and move forward. Dude, positivity. I agree with that 100%. Well, I'm going to tell you, we've been running long. We're going to wrap up. And so I appreciate you guys hanging in here. Adam, where can people follow you at? Uh, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn. That's great, but they need to know what name yes. to look for. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram, Shradam, at Shradam on Instagram. That's Super exciting. S-H-R-A-D-A-M. You got it. Okay, at Shradam. Okay, and then I think on TikTok there's another one. Me, I'm like the same one everywhere, so just check out Real Dan Greer on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. I made my little middle names. You can find me on LinkedIn at Real Dan Greer. Crazy, I know. I'm well, smart. And if, if the guy Twitter. that's listening um, on TikTok who has at Shradam on TikTok, um, <laughs> give it up, fool. I want it back. Just change it. It'll be okay. You can just change all of yours to the right. other one. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hope you got a lot out of it. I had a lot of fun. This yeah, was a way of blast. One. And uh, Dan, thank you for inviting me uh, oh, on this yeah. trip. Super, super awesome. I had a blast. So. I needed somebody to co-pilot with me, man. I'm like, it's no fun flying by yourself. Any day, man. Any day. <laughs> but it was way cool. The flight over to school. You should go check out the videos of it. If you like this podcast, subscribe. Like it, share it, take a screenshot of you listening to it, share it with your team because guess what? How'd you find out about this? Somebody shared it with you. Somebody told about it. And guess what? They're only getting better. They're only getting better, right? You could agree. If you don't like it, you just wasted a bunch of time. Well, yeah, you probably made it all the way here in the end. So uh, if you didn't like it, just just like ignore this. Just just like go away. You don't need to like do anything crazy. I'm not going to tell you what not to do. But like, we don't have to waste your time here. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great day. Dude, invest in yourself. Any chance you get, the key takeaways I want you to realize today is invest in yourself. Any chance you get, get out of your comfort zone, take chances, and make small changes until you find huge success. And if you can do that, if you can stay stay moving forward and make small, minor pivots in life until you find huge success, you will so crazy fun that everybody else is a leader in life. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you later.